Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Good morning and welcome to Women Lead Radio brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm Michelle Farrell and your host for Michelle Knows Money. Our topic today is women and money. Um, and our leading lady today is Dee Costa, Senior Vice President in Business Consulting from Asset Marketing. Good morning, Dee. Good morning, Michelle. I'm so, so blessed to have you on the show today. Uh, Dee is actually one of my business consultants um, in my financial advising firm. And Dee has um, a ton of experience as a financial advisor. And now her passion has turned from actually helping individual clients to um, helping advise financial advisors on how to grow their business and how to connect with their clients and to make sure that we're on top of the latest trends and topics that are going on in the financial services industry. Um, Dee, tell us a little bit how you got, um, a little bit about your background and how you got into uh, financial services. Sure. Well, it's, um, it's really been my passion my entire life. I started right out of school, and I actually started in the life insurance business. And I'll, I will never forget my first manager telling me that, you don't really get into this business until this business gets into you. And I didn't quite understand that at the time because I was quite, quite young. But when I delivered the first death claim check to a grieving grandmother who had just lost her husband, she was raising her children and her grandchildren, and I was the one at the door with hope. And that was the day I realized that what we do is a lot more than just about money. It's about keeping families together. It's about keeping food on the table and, and a roof over someone's head. My life was completely changed that day. And, and Michelle, as you know me, I've been through a lot in the 40-plus years I've been in this business. And you know, maybe we can share some of this, those stories if we have time. But what we do does change lives. And um, I've always found a great deep sense of purpose from that time going forward. No, absolutely, Dee. Um, what, I, I remember the first time I met Dee, she was hosting a luncheon for uh, women financial advisors because she has a passion for supporting women in the space because she understands um, why women prefer to or maybe feel more comfortable talking with women when it comes to money. So do you talk a little bit about that and what are your, what are, like share one or two stories about um, how women connect with other women when it comes to making sure they're properly protected and making sure they're, they're building a nest egg for the future. Sure, absolutely. Well, you know, the, um, 
people don't realize how much of the world's wealth, and especially in the United States, how, how much of that wealth is actually being controlled by women today. Very different than years and years ago um, in my grandmother's days. In fact, in 2020, women controlled about $72 trillion in the economy, and by the year 2030, it's anticipated that two-thirds of the nation's wealth will be controlled by women. And um, studies have also noted that 53% of women surveyed do not have a financial advisor, and they feel misunderstood by their spouse or significant other's financial advisor. So it's really, really important that You know, if you are a woman in this business or you would like to get into this business or if you're a woman seeking advice from a financial advisor, um, women are typically purpose-driven where men typically tend to be goal-driven. So, you know, working with someone that understands that money is more about purpose than it is just financial gain for women – Women also tend to be less risk-oriented. Now, you know, that's not true across the board, Michelle. You know that. But by and large, you know, women like a strong sense of security. And um, they're not gamblers, typically, with their money. So you want to work with somebody that understands your specific risk tolerance. And I would also say that women are very relationship-driven, Um, They can understand the facts. They can understand the figures. You know, they get the numbers, but they're more about relationships. They want to know that their financial advisor cares about them, cares about their dreams, their aspirations, and what keeps them up at night. Um, As you know, I recently lost my husband at a very young age. He was 67 years old, and, you know, I am so grateful that I am in this business and I was prepared uh, because I've seen too many women who have lost a spouse, no matter at what age you lose them, if you are unprepared, it can be daunting. You're grieving whilst trying to put your financial life together. So I just think we owe it to ourselves as women to understand as much as we possibly can, engage with an advisor that is you know, great at developing strong relationships that talks to you at a deep level about your purpose and how you want to leave your mark in this world and how you feel about your children or grandchildren and the legacy that you want to leave. I just think that's super, super important when working with women because we do so much, we are so much, we give so much. Um, we deserve to be loved and, and on a right track when it comes to our finances. That's a really good point there where we're purpose-driven and um, not necessarily goal-driven. I I know when I sit down with women a lot of the time, you know, I ask them, well, what are your goals? They're like, I want to protect my family. And that's their purpose of sitting down with me is they want to protect their family. They want to make Mm -hmm. sure, God forbid, something happens to them that they are taken care of versus sitting down with a man. They're like, well, I want to, you know, I want to have, you know, a million dollars in the bank in the next 10 years or I want to make sure that I could, you know, retire at age 55. So there's a goal at the end of their statement versus a woman is an overall state of mind or peace of mind that they're trying to achieve for themselves and their family. Um, the other thing that I picked up, Dee, was um, you said that women tend to be more conservative. And John Hancock actually did a study um, three or four years ago 
and they found that women that don't have any financial education um, tend to invest on a very conservative basis, um, where they're underperforming men by about 2% on an annual uh, return. Um, however, once they get educated, then that number flips. Um, once they understand what they're doing and they get educated and they, they have somebody that they're working with, now they start outperforming men by about 1.3% um, wow. with an annual return. And just to, to kind of geek out and do a little, a little education here, there's the, the rule of 72, which tells you how often your money will, will double based on the rate of return that you are earning. So if you, are aver- if you go from an average to of, of a 6% rate of return to, a, say, an 8% rate of return, that actually speeds up doubling your money. Um, it could actually, you could get a whole nother double, your money doubling in your cycle while you're saving. So it makes a huge difference of 1% to 2% mm-hmm. Of, mm-hmm. of getting a proper rate of return. Um, do you, what are some, what are some, that's, let me just remark on that real yeah. quick. That is just a super, super interesting and important fact that you just laid out there. And I think it's critical because there is a degree of, of investing knowledge and risk that you have to, um, to be comfortable with. And we don't want to lag our we don't want to lag behind the men um, because we all want to retire someday as well, and so that requires but it also requires trust trusting your financial advisor, trusting someone who knows what they're doing um, when it comes to measuring the amount of risk and you know taking the appropriate amount of risk to get that return to be able to double that money so Michelle, thank you for making that point because I think it's critically important. No, absolutely. Um, you know, my my per, you know, you know my personal um way that I do business is I want to make sure my clients are educated at least up to the level they want to be educated to. Um I have some women that are like I don't care, stop talking to me, just tell me what to do and I'll sign the documents <laughs> versus, you know, I really want to understand, can you sit down and explain everything that, you know, they want to kind of get into the weeds, and then we have people that are in between. And I think it's really important to make sure that when you sit down with a financial advisor, they're willing to do whatever you feel comfortable with um, when, it yep. comes to, when it comes to building that relationship and making those decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some, like, what are some, what are some reasons you feel that women tend to, not be as successful. I mean, we've talked about one of them of, of not being educated, um, and so they they tend to be more conservative. But what are mm-hmm. some other things that you have found that make make it a little bit tougher for women to to say, let's say, um, on the same track as men when it comes to their overall financial planning? Well, one thing that I I can say, and this this is true specifically for married couples, and every study that I read, and there are a ton of them from the American College and you know other financial advisor magazines and whatnot, but by and large, and this is changing, but it's still true, by and large, 
if you're married the, and, and you go see a financial advisor, it's typically a man, and the men tend to talk to the, to the man in the relationship. And, um, again, they're into goals and, and whatnot, and they exclude the conversation with the spouse. Now, what's crazy about that is, and they say that 90% of all widows leave their um, financial advisor once their husband dies because he never developed a relationship. And and what's crazy about that is we all know statistically, and this isn't, you know, for everyone, but statistically, women are going to outlive men. Um, we tend to have longevity on our side. Um, you go to a nurse, any nursing home out there, and it's three quarters women. And um, so, I think it's vitally important that we don't just look at today, you know, and paying the bills today. That we do set aside something for tomorrow. Um, if our husband were to predecease us, or our significant other were to predecease us, you know, what's going to be there for me? And the other, when we talk about, um, you know, purpose, I have not met a woman yet that has said, gee, I sure hope I can be a burden to my children when I get older and need help. You know, typically we don't want to do that. We, we want our children to live the fullest life they possibly can, but very few women think about the you know what would happen if they got sick and needed extended care for a, for a period of time you know there are a variety of of ways that you can solve that problem without you know putting every last asset you have towards it but um again i i just think that there's there still tends to be a male dominated financial planning relationship and women feel left out, so they don't seek that knowledge. So I think it's incumbent upon us, Michelle, me, you, and every other woman out there, to understand that it is our responsibility to seek out that information, seek a competent, relationship-oriented financial advisor. You may not even know the questions to ask, but they but the financial advisor will know. They will know what questions to ask you. And there is nothing better than sleeping at night feeling like I've got at least a start at getting my financial house in order. So that's my two cents on, you know, on the why. And, and Michelle, you probably have some, some other reasons as well. I, I do. Um, it, it, it's true that um, – that the the woman tends to be forgotten about in that relationship. Um, and I do want to get to those points, but first I want to take a quick moment and recognize one of our sponsors. Women Lead Radio was brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner Microsoft. The Microsoft mission is to empower every person and organization on the planet to achieve more. Microsoft believes technology is a powerful force for good, and they're working to foster a sustainable future where everyone has access to the benefits and the opportunities created by technology. 
Microsoft believes technology can and should be a powerful force for good and that meaningful innovation can and will contribute to a brighter world in big and small ways. So thank you for your support, Microsoft, and thank you to all of our sponsors and our partners. And now, Michelle, back to your show. Thank you. Um, so to pick up where we, we left off there, Dee, um, it, you definitely talked about the longevity and um, the the potential for a long-term care um, event. There's actually three out of four people will need some kind of long-term care in their lifetime, um, which is just astounding. Um, one out of three people are going to have cancer. So it's making sure that you have those things that are properly set up to, to protect your assets long-term. But also women still today in 2022 make less um, per do- make you know make less they make about 82 cents on the dollar to every man which means that we need to work more work more hours um, and we live longer so we need to have more money in the bank to make sure that our money never runs out um, the other thing is we tend to be actually in the workforce a little bit less than men because we are the caregivers, we give birth. So a lot of women um, work less years because they have taken time out from maternity leave. They've taken time out to grieve for their husbands or they've taken time out to do uh, the caregiving for their um, for their husbands or their wives, their children, or their parents. Or, um, their parents. Um, mm-hmm. And so, or they'll they'll even take care of the grandchildren while their their kids are at school. Uh, so there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons why women tend to be behind the eight ball, and and I know the um, it's one of the reasons why it's such a passion for you as well as for me to make sure that we are we are building a strong a strong team of women female female advisors out there to reach the the women population. I mean, we make up of, of over 50% of the population. That's it's right. It's only fair that we know what to do with our money, correct? That's right. And, you know, you just hit the nail on the head, and I couldn't have said it better. I think that women tend to take care of everyone else but themselves. And so it's not that they don't want to learn and they're not capable of learning. Um, they are. I I have all the respect in the world for women, and once they – they have that sit-down face-to-face with financial advisor, and especially if it's a female financial advisor that really understands them. I mean, the sky's the limit to what they can do, even though they may have earned less, worked less, et cetera. But I think you hit the nail on the head that, you know, we take care of our children, we take care of our husbands, we take care of our parents. I did when my father passed away. Um, He passed away quite young, and my mother moved out to California, and... In the end, she needed, you know, quite a bit of um, quite a bit of care before she went into a nursing home. And so we think about everyone else. We tend to, to take care of everyone else's needs but our own. And we owe it to ourselves to live the fullest, best life we possibly can. And that takes, you know, that takes planning. It takes just some time to sit down with somebody that you trust and start working your way down the path. And it, it doesn't all have to be solved in a day, but just get the conversation started. 
That's such a great point, Dee. And so let's say somebody is sitting down with um, an, a financial advisor for the first time. What are like three to five things that you you would say that that financial advisor needs to cover and that the client needs to make sure that is being taken care of? Mm-hmm. Well, I would say, you know, number one, that's going to be very, very dependent upon the woman themselves um, and their age, of course, you know, because our, our needs vary over time. If you're sitting down with a young family and you've got a primary breadwinner, I think first and foremost, um, and this is just critically important, and maybe it's because I experienced this so young in life, but it's critically important that if something were to happen to that breadwinner, and there are minor children in- involved, that there is a plan in place to replace that breadwinner's income for X period you know, of time, that there are legal documents in place like a you know, a will, powers of attorney for um, for medical durable durable powers of attorney for financial things of that nature. So, if God forbid something happens, and I'm I may sound a little old fashioned, but you know, let's assume for a minute that we've got a stay at home mom and and the dad's working, and something happens to him on the job, or he gets in an accident coming home. Life changes on a dime. I mean, I've been through it myself. It changes on a dime. What happens to that woman, that spouse, and her kids? So to me, that's criti- the critically important first step. And it sounds kind of boring, but for a young family, life insurance is a necessity. It's it's not really even a choice. It needs to be in place, and it needs to be enough. And there's such a variety out there that it is it can be so inexpensive to do to you know, to to make sure that your future is not disrupted in in that manner. The second thing I think is is really really important is to get an, a good education about money, learning how to budget, learning how to save, learning how to um, minimize your taxes, and where to put your money, um, in what vehicles. You know, if you're saving for kids' college education, it may take you down one road. If you're getting closer to retirement, let's say you're in your 40s or 50s and you've got 15 years, you know, prior to retirement, your your priorities start to shift. And so we always need to start with a, the foundation of a budget. You need to understand specifically how much money is going out the door every every month for for your bills and not how much is left over that you can save, but we need to st- Try to start with the savings goal and then try to back that in because all too often there's not there's too much money or too much month left at the end of the money, and we need to we need to reverse that we've got to start paying ourselves first we've got to invest in ourselves we've got to remember that you know the days are ticking by, and there will come a time when you can't work anymore you can't make any more money, and you will be living on what you've saved what you've invested, and perhaps and hopefully always some social security as a base as well. But, you know, that was something else that I learned very young, and I think it's critically important to understand your budget and how to pay yourself first. So those are just a few words of advice. Um, Michelle, add what you will. You're in the trenches every day. No, those are – 
really life insurance is the foundation of every financial plan. And I, I, I since I've been in the business, I've always um, kind of um, equated it to if you're building a house, um, a lot of people when they sit down with me, they want to know what the, the hot stock tip is. Where do I want to invest, you know? Um, do I want to open up a, you know, an E-Trade account or something like that? And really, it's, it doesn't matter what, how fancy of a house you build, um, what the finishes are. If you have a really bad foundation, it's just going to take one storm, one earthquake, one bad event to wipe your entire house out. So life insurance is building that strong, solid foundation. So it doesn't matter what comes along. It's going to, your house is going to stand and it's going to be with, able to withhold to any type of storm that comes along. Um, so I completely agree with you there. And then it's, it, it does depend on what your, where you are in this stage of your life. You know, are you in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, your 60s? Um, you know, even today I'm sitting down with people that are 69 and 70 and are just starting to look at retirement um, because now they've maxed out at, at Social Security. So it's sitting down with an advisor that really doesn't have an agenda when you sit down and isn't going to automatically put you into this group of investments and, you know, figure out how much money you have. It's really building a financial plan. So it starts with that budgeting. And I love when you say pay yourself first. Um, That was the first thing that I learned when I got into the industry was how to pay myself first. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've talked a lot about women in financial planning, but right now we're in the biggest, um, you know, baby boomers are retiring at a clip of $10,000 a day, and a traditional financial advisor still um, is starting to shift, but a lot of people think of a white-haired, ma- white male, um, <laughs> which, which means that we're losing financial advisors even though financial advisors are more in need than ever. Um, So it's a really great opportunity for women to get, you know, especially with this great resignation that's been going on, it's a great opportunity for women to actually look at financial services um, in a whole new light and even becoming um, a financial advisor as a second career. I started um, I started my financial advising uh, seven years ago when I turned 40. So how like, let's say somebody wanted to make that career change and wanted to live a purpose-filled life with financial advising. Do you, what, what, what would a woman need to get started in an industry like this? Okay, well, that's an, that's an awesome question. Um, first of all, let me, before I talk about steps, let me just say to any woman out there listening, truly, if you want to make a difference in people's lives, this is a phenomenal career. It's all I've ever done my entire life. I feel so blessed and honored to have served the people that I have and, and the lives that I have changed. So first of all, let me tell you that it is going to, to bring you a great deal of satisfaction knowing that you are making an absolute difference in people's lives. The other thing that it allows you to do is have flexibility. If you've still got children, you know, you are your own boss in this business. So you set your own hours. 
there's great flexibility. You don't have to report to an office. You can work for yourself, or you can join a team, and we're going to talk about that in a moment. But um, it does give a woman a lot of flexibility, which because we do so much other than just uh, take care of children and just work, um, it does provide that flexibility. And the other thing I will tell you that if you work hard, you fall in love with this business, you understand your why story, the sky is the limit on income. So I know financial advisors that are making seven-figure incomes year in and year out. And, you know, they didn't start out there. You you have to work your way to get there. But um, the money the money will come. You know, you do the right thing thing and the money will come and it is one of the most rewarding careers um in in the world. So women out there if you're looking for um a you know a second shot like Michelle started at 40 or you're young and you're looking to get started into something that you can build a career out for the rest of your life, I would highly suggest, you know, taking a look at this industry. And step one, I'm happy to lead you, um, and uh, my phone number, if you've got a pen, is 858-207-2121. I know that Michelle is adding a few women uh, to her team as well, so Michelle, I'll let you talk a little bit about that, but you would need to first study to get your insurance license. We can we can give you the exact path to do that. I would suggest once that is done, within about six to nine months, you're going to want to study to get a securities license because you want to be well-rounded in your practice. So licensing would be the second step. But all it takes really is that first phone call. So Michelle, I'll let you close us out here. No, thank you, Dee. Um, you, you saw my last question was how people would uh, – how would contact you? So can you repeat your phone number just one last time? I certainly can. It's 858-207-2121. Yeah, and if you would like to have a conversation about what a what a career in the industry could look like, you know, feel free to reach out to Dee or myself. Um, a lot. I started part-time, so a lot of people start part-time in this business, keep doing what they're doing. Um, and then move on. And with that being said, that is our show for today. I like to say a big thank you to Dee Costa for being our leading lady today, and a special thanks to all of our listeners, both in the U.S. and internationally, as we are an international show. We'll be back again for another women-led radio show um, Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time. It has been my sincere pleasure to be your host today. Thank you for listening and have a great week. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where like-focused, business-to-business executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.